Great grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and from his Holy Spirit, the spirit of grace and truth that bids us be here this morning and encourages us to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. In the name of the Father, of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, St. Andrew. This is a great thing. Amen. You're there. <laughs> Pastor Rico, thank you again very much for this opportunity just to come and, and be with the saints of St. Andrew and to share a word. We're becoming pretty good friends, we are. <laughs> so this, this, this morning, um, we have a theme, a Lenten theme, that is uh, spiritual gardening. You have, there's a garden inside you. There's a spiritual garden. There are things inside of you that have been planted, that, that come to bear when, uh, when uh, things uh, happen in your life. And what we'd like for you to do this Lenten season is take a look at the things that lie within your secret garden. The, take a look at the things that, that are inside and where you find something that needs to be uh, encouraged, uh, dig around it and go ahead and fertilize it so that it grows big and strong. When you find a thing that perhaps needs to be tilled, uh, don't be afraid to, to, to be brutally honest with yourself and to go ahead and till that thing. When you find something that needs to be pruned back, uh, don't be afraid to go ahead and prune that thing back in your spiritual garden. Sometimes though, you may find something that needs to be completely dug up and thrown away so that something uh, of the Lord may grow and flourish in its place. And so don't be afraid to do that either. That is your task over this Lenten season, to take a look inside your garden and to see what's there. My, the, earlier this morning, my, my youngest sister was here at the 8 o'clock service, and, and her presence here reminded me of yesterday when, when my two sisters and I were, were sitting uh, over dessert and, and we were plucking stuff out of our garden. We were plucking stuff out of our garden. And, and we laughed when we thought about mom and dad, he who gets to heaven first wins. Clearly they have won. We're, we're, we're talking about how we grew up as children and, and we're just having a ball. My sister, my youngest sister laughed so hard she cried. She literally cried. You ever had that? that thing happening, you just laugh and you laugh and you laugh and it's just, a, it's just a great thing. It's wonderful. It's wonderful when you have things in your garden that you don't mind picking out and plucking up and savoring and smelling and appreciating. But there are other stuff, there's other stuff in, in, that can happen in your garden, isn't it? Uh, where you want, how in the world did that get there? How in the world did that get there and get so healthy? Right? It, 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 so, in, in Decatur, uh, I, would, I would trim back the weeds from around my front, my fence. Uh, and it didn't do that for a couple of months. And it was a little thing that, that started out about two inches tall and then, and then it, it, it grew and it got about five inches tall and it grew and it got about, and it grew and, Pretty soon it looked like a tree because it had not been tended at all. I had some rose bushes on the inside of the fence that would not flourish. And you know what I think happened? I think the weed took so much of the nourishment from the soil that the roses couldn't thrive. There may be stuff in your garden 
that's taken up so many of the nutrients that God would use to supply your need, to bring you joy, to plant hope in you and peace in you that cannot come to fruition because there's a weed somewhere in your garden that is taking up all of the nutrition. It's an important thing to take a look every once in a while in your garden and to see what needs to be plucked up and thrown away. Jesus this morning talks about, we're gonna mix our metaphors a little bit. Jesus this morning talks about foxes and hens. So on, on, on this particular day, uh, Jesus is teaching. Pharisees come and they say, Herod, you need to leave because Herod is seeking to take your life. And Jesus says to them, you go tell that fox that today I'm casting out demons, tomorrow I'm healing people, and the third day I finish my course. And then Jesus starts, uh, uses this imagery. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How often I would have gathered you under my wings as a hen gathers her brood, and you would not. Beneath the, wind, the wings of a hen is no secure place from the ravages of the fox. The fox is an expert predator, and the hen is an expert at being prey. There is no defense there. There's a story that gets told uh, by Aesop where there is uh, a fox who gets into the hen house, and up on the row, he sees this, this fine hen, and the fox says, you know, today is National Peace Day. And so for today, there's a moratorium on all killing and on all blood sport. So today, and only we can be friends. You can come on down, and we can shake hands, and we can, we can make friends. And the hen is sitting up, and, and for all the world, she's looking out on the horizon. And the fox said, didn't you hear what I said? We can, we can be friends today, because this is National Friends Day. The hen responds, not a word. The fox asks, so, uh, what are you looking at that's out there on the horizon? And the hen says, well, it looks, like, it looks like some hounds out there and some men on horses. And the, the fox says, well, it's time for me to leave <laughs> now. I, I, another appointment. And the hen says, no, this is National Friends Day. Certainly, you and the hounds can shake hands and make friends. And, and the fox says, you know, maybe they didn't get the message, so they don't know. There is predator, and there is prey. There are foxes abroad in the earth. And Jesus lists one kind, and I pulled another one out of the text in my sanctified imagination. Jesus calls Herod a fox. I, and, and I think that that's, that's just political structures and political systems that plant things in us. 
without our knowing. That, that, that plant political correctness. It doesn't matter what the word of God says. I want to be politically right. I want folks to like me. And so even if it means that I need to do something contrary to the word of God, as long as folks like me, then it's an okay thing. That's one of the foxes that will plant stuff in your garden that needs to be uh, examined. The second one is even more insidious than the political one. The second one, I think, the Pharisees. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus goes to the house of a Pharisee at the Pharisee's invitation, and he sits down to eat. And the Pharisee notices that Jesus did not wash his hands. How dare you? Don't sit at my table and not wash your hands. Didn't your mama? <laughs> and, and, and Jesus understands that this is what the Pharisees think. And so, so Jesus says to him, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, because you clean the outside, but inside, in your garden, there's all kinds of corruption. So you look real good, and you think you're doing very, very well because you're following rules you made up, but your heart is actually very far from God. And there are some lawyers in the room. Eh, not lawyer lawyers, but Sadducees and teachers of the law. Lawyers. <laughs> I'm trying to save somebody some pain. So, so, so let, and, the, and the lawyers say, Master, when you, when you talk like that, it makes us feel bad. And Jesus says, woe to you as well. Because you don't know the hen, and you're not hidden underneath the, the, the wings of the hen. Woe to you as well, because you're following rules that you made up yourself that have nothing to do with the mandate of our Father. Man, where does this stuff come from that gets planted in people? They're especially the stuff that we want to judge. Man, God, how do you get to a point where you pull out guns and you go to two mosques and kill 50 people? Where'd that root come from? And we want to judge them. And we judge folks very harshly. Where's the root come from of hatred and enmity and strife? You hate somebody because of the color of their skin. You hate somebody because of where they come from. You hate somebody because they're not, they don't look like you. They don't act like you. You hate somebody because they have more than you. They have in their garden the things that you think you'd like to have. And so we, and so we hate and we, and we strive with folks and there's all kinds of confusion. How's that stuff get planted in our garden? And it, when it gets planted, how does it flourish to the point where it becomes a tree that's sucking all the nourishment out of our spirit? Is anybody here? Are you here? How, how's, how's that happen? How's that happen? And yet it is that our Lord Jesus Christ, as he comes, comes as a kind of, I like this word, comes as a kind of roundup for your spiritual garden. 
You know, this, this Roundup, this thing you spray, and it kills all the weeds, but, but all, the, all the healthy, all the good plants are, are left as long as the Roundup doesn't. Jesus comes like Roundup, and he's plucking stuff out of your garden. He's plucking away the things that, that would cause distress. He's plucking away those things that, 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 would, that would bring us to a point, because any of us can get there, right? Where we take a gun or, or, we, take a, or we do something that harms somebody else. And, and, and any of us are subject to be there. We're just blessed because we know Jesus who comes and plucks those things out of our garden. That's why it's so important that we tell others. Because they are not to be hated, they're much to be pitied. But so, because somehow their garden got so messed up that they feel like the only thing they can do to bring any kind of peace and closure is to hurt someone else. So not angry with them, we pity them and we pray for them and we tell them about the one who's coming in the name of the Lord. Isn't that, isn't that where that, that, that text ultimately goes? Uh, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And we do bless the one who comes and sheds his life on Calvary's cross, suffers, bleeds, and dies to save us from the wages of sin and hell and death that opens up this way of access so that God through the power of his spirit has access to our spiritual garden so that God can wash us clean in the water of baptism so that God can feed us with the body and blood of his son. We love that Jesus, but blessed as well is he who comes in the name of the Lord and plucks up the hatred out of my garden. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and plucks up illness and disease out of my garden. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and plucks up hatred out of my garden. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and releases love into my garden. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and releases hope in the midst of hopelessness. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and gives me peace. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and gives me life and that more abundantly. Glory to God. This is Lynn or else we'd say. <laughs> Glory to God. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so I'm encouraging you today to take this look inside, to see what stuff needs to be plucked up and rooted up, to kick the foxes out. Because here's what Jesus does. He, he turns the tide. The fox is no longer the predator. The predator no longer has power and control and authority in your life. The hen under whose wings we rest has all power and all authority and all grace and all love. No need to fear the foxes. Just stay near the hen. Bless us to that end, O oh God. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.